This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about ghost notes, how to recognize them when you hear them, how to use them, and of course, what are they in the first place? Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So happy to have you here. My goal is always to serve you, help you improve your jazz playing, become better jazz improvisers, and of course, to answer the questions that might be on your mind. And we had a live Q&A session for our Inner Circle members last night. Uh, This is just where we, you know, once a month get together and, you know, members can ask me any jazz music related questions they'd like. And there's always a good amount of interesting questions that come up, stuff that that helps a lot of different people and some that I never thought of before. And one that came up last night was this question around what are ghost notes, ghost notes, um, in particular, we had been studying the we have been studying the jazz standard um, Scrapple from the Apple. And in Scrapple from the Apple, we mentioned in the teaching video that there are ghost notes being played uh, in Charlie Parker's solos as well as the head to Scrapple to the Apple. And so what are ghost notes and how do they make sense? So this episode is going to be a, a nice short and sweet explanation uh, episode. So um, we'll get right to it. So a ghost note, by definition, is a note that is being more felt than it is being played or being more implied, implied in the music than it is actually being played. And this can play out a few different ways, but the best way that I think I can start demonstrating this is just by showing you, I guess, what the first part of Scrapple to the Apple sounds like. So it sounds like this. Right, so that's Scrapple to the Apple. Ever heard that before? That's uh, Scrapple, so. Okay, so that's the first part of the melody of Scrapple from the Apple. So listen really closely. I'm going to play this a bunch of different times because I want you to get it in your ear. And so what we're going to show you right now, and I'm going to show you right now, is where the ghost note is going to be. So this, the way I'm playing it right now is as if you were to see this notated on a piece of sheet music. So if someone notated this on a piece of sheet music, then it's being played very literally, then it would sound like this. And the particular note that is actually going to be a ghost note is this one this note right here. 
So I'll play it again. That's the note. Right? So again, that's the very literal version of this melody. That's the note. Okay. Now, a ghost note, again, just to repeat the definition of it, is a note that is more implied or felt than it is actually played. So now take a listen to this and pay really close attention. So instead of playing... Now what I'm kind of doing is just leaving a little rest where that would be. Did you hear that? Here I kind of skipped the note. Right there. Will you hear me take a little pause for a second? Okay, now I'm going to emphasize it a little bit more just to make sure you can hear it. Okay, that's the ghost note. I, sh I would be playing that note, but instead I'm going, just kind of skipping over it. And this happens a lot at fast tempos, because right, if you're playing Scrap of the Apple like this, right, that's with the ghost note, here's with the note. Right, you hear the difference? And so a lot of times beboppers and jazz players, especially when they're playing quick lines, will play ghost notes. And ghost notes aren't necessarily thought of. Like, it's not necessarily that they're thinking, oh, I'm going to play a ghost note here. It's kind of more just like, for example, when you're just speaking out a sentence, you may kind of skip a word here or there, right? If you really analyzed yourself, you'll, you'll skip a word or you'll gloss over something a little bit when you're talking about something in context. And that's kind of what just happens naturally with a ghost note. You might just kind of skip a note really quickly or something is implied in the direction of your line, but you don't actually play a note there, right? Now, uh, with horn players, for example, like ghost notes sometimes are, they are played, right? But it's more like just kind of muted. Right? So there I actually played it on my guitar. It's very subtle, so it might be hard for you to hear. So I actually did play it, but I played it very softly. So it's almost like it was, again, more felt than heard, whereas the other notes I'm really emphasizing, like I'm accenting them. But you see how I kind of just quietly played that note there? Just almost as if I just kind of glossed over it really quickly. And so that's a ghost note. Um, and again, this plays out slightly differently on different horn players. Uh, for example, one of the trombone players who was at our live stream last night mentioned that like trombone players are and, and brass players are doing this all the time, right? Because just the technical um, process of think, imagine you're, you're a trombone player, perhaps you are a trombone player. And so you're like using your slide and you're, you're playing these fast bebop lines. Like sometimes what you have to do is kind of skate past a few notes there to get the overall direction of where you're trying to go. And so that's what ghost notes are and what they accomplish. So again, there's something to be aware of. They're not necessarily something that you think about all the time, but where you might, this is going to be really helpful for you to understand this concept of ghost notes is sometimes if you go to learn a jazz solo by ear, right? So let's say you go and you want to learn 
Charlie Parker solo on Scrapple from the Apple or or whatever song you're trying to learn it from. And you're going to the recording and sometimes you just kind of notice that he glosses over notes that you think would be there, right? Or especially if you use a slow downer and you slow it down a bit, you'll kind of just hear him sometimes squeak past a note or just like maybe lightly touch a note, but it's like, again, almost more felt than it is heard. And so just understanding what those are will help you make decisions about copying that phrasing or perhaps how you want to phrase certain things. Because again, there's a difference between playing it like this, right? That's very literal. It's like, oops, I'll do that again. That's very literal, whereas this is like, you know, there's almost like a little bit of a skip to it. And it's just a different way of phrasing the line. And if you want to play very literally and you want to play every note very clearly and cleanly, like let's say I'm thinking of like Pat Martino right now. He's just someone who like, he kind of like, perhaps he does play ghost notes too. But you know, when I think of his playing, it's very much so like he's, he's playing every single note. That's part of his picking technique and all that stuff too. But he's really playing all the notes. Whereas let's go to just a totally different guitar player here. Let me think of uh, like Kurt Rosenwinkel, for example. Kurt Rosenwinkel uses ghost notes and slurs and all kinds of stuff when he's playing lines. That's because Kurt Rosenwinkel is like super from the school of bebop, even though he's a very modern jazz guitar player. His roots are like bebop. He really knows bebop really, really, really well, right? So it'll just help you think about the way you want to start phrasing things just by simply being aware of what ghost notes are. And then when you're coming across learning stuff by ear and wanting to go through that process, having the understanding of what you're actually hearing so that it makes more sense what they're doing, it's just going to be an overall benefit for you. So um, my challenge for you this week is to, you know, listen through some recordings and see where you can find the ghost notes happening. Just be more mindful of them. And then maybe take a melody that, you know, perhaps a bebop melody that, you know, and see where you could actually intentionally add ghost notes, right? Instead of actually playing the note, something interesting to think about. All right. So go on forward, enjoy your practicing, and we'll see how you find those ghost notes. All right. That's all for today's show. Thank you very much for joining us today. I do appreciate you. Um, If you'd like help with your jazz playing, right? And you'd like to have a community of other musicians to do it with, then check out our Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle membership. We have a lot of fun in there. The main thing we do is we learn a new jazz standard every single month. And it's an important task that we do because it helps everybody feel like they're improving every single month. And... Uh, a lot of times, you know, members will post like the jazz standard that they did the year before. They call it, like the one year challenge. So, and they'll they'll do a comparison recording. Like, what did they sound like back in 2022, and how do they sound now in 2023 playing the same jazz standard? And almost every single time, everybody sounds a lot better than they did a year before, and that's because they learned one jazz standard a month and perhaps they were working on other skills and other courses we have too. But it's that incremental progress over time that leads to that freedom, that musical freedom that we all want and we all crave. And we can help you with that in the inner circle. So go to ljsinnercircle.com or just take a look at the uh, show notes today, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes uh, or on the website, and uh, we'll link to that right there as well. All right, we're going to be coming out with another great podcast episode next week. Look forward to seeing you back then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast. 
brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.